But the real prize is the friends you make along the way. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Similar to college. Oh. <laughs> and the list keeps getting shorter. The real degree. <laughs> I have four Actually, you guys are my only friends left. And Brandon, yeah. who counts for sure, but. He absolutely counts. Yeah. But it's like I have different. Like, like six friends left. Yeah. Oh. Do you know? Do you think it started? Maybe. <laughs> he said two seconds. This is such a nice episode. We have like a cold open. I know. I hope. It's great. It's just us talking about who's our friend and who's I know. not. Am oh. I like your favorite guest so far? Yes. Already. Hello, Hello and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have a very special guest, Ms. Jamie Bertolette. Hey. Hello, Jamie. Hello. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fabulous. Thank this you. This is my favorite part of the podcast is when we go through like the fake like greeting. Because we've we... already been talking for 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's so good to see you guys. It's so good to see you. It's okay to see you. It's been so long. It's been so long. It's been so long. So long. We met in college. We did. We met in college. Like many of our guests. First first year. First year. First first day. We had the same RA, you and I and Jamie. But uh, Mm -hmm. we weren't fully actually friends until... No, you didn't like me for a few months. Only because... um, my there was tension. My roommate was friends with you first, and there was tension. I was a little tension. possessive of um, having my own friends, and like that's okay. We got through yeah. it, and here we are, two years out. And I think that we're all better for it. I think for so. sure, it was yeah. a growing time for us all. There was a period of time in like our sophomore year when Jamie and I both represented <gasps> your two like different groups <laughs> of friends. Yeah. And if I ever wanted to <laughs> hang out with you while you were with Jamie, you were like, no, she's my friend. But then when you wanted to hang out with Brandon, who is now my uh, boyfriend. Um, I would be like, well, why am I not invited? And then you'd be like, well, you're hanging out with Jamie right now. (laughs) I was the other. I'm like, well, I'm allowed to hang out with everyone, and you can only hang out with me. (laughs) It was was a really fun time. And Um, now we've all come together. And now we're all friends. Mm -hmm. Speaking of friends. (gasps) Should we get dinner? I can't cook, but you can. Jamie. I'll I'll make us dinner after to celebrate. just like... I just on, like honest to God, will only refer to these characters by their actors' names this entire movie because mm-hmm. I didn't clock any of their names. Oh well, I we mean, we know their names. We know. We yeah. know their names uh, because this um, this mo- this play. Let's get into it. Today's <laughs> movie is Dinner with Friends, based on the play by Donald Margulies, directed by Norman Jewison, was released in two thousand one on HBO. The general plot of which is. Was it released on HBO, really? Is a TV yeah, that, movie? Yeah, that's why it's, it's on HBO Go, yeah. It's made for HBO, which explains mm-hmm. a lot about it, I think. Yeah, Definitely. okay, that makes it that no. makes it feel better. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's why it's so sexual. Um, yes. Huh? Well, not like HBO sexual, but like... 2001 See, the thing sexual. is, I watched it with my mom, so mm. any reference to sexuality at all, I was like, I don't know what that The is. one blurred out penis that was actually like not a penis? There was oh, a penis? nudists on the beach. There were nudists on the beach, oh. but they truly, like, all of their, like, specific parts of their genitals were, were blurred out, okay. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, Sorry, so on. the general plot of this movie is there's two married couples who have been best friends for years. 
One night at dinner, uh, one of the... Okay, I wrote this, like, I wrote down the plot before actually watching the movie. I really <laughs> thought that the entire movie would be, like, one scene or just, like, one So did scene. I. Hey, I did, too. Is that what the play is? Is that what the... I, well, I'm sure the play is just the two, the four people. Uh, well, but I, they definitely do... They when, they, when they have that flashback <clears throat> to, uh, like, when Martha's they first Vineyard. met at Martha's mm-hmm. Vineyard, I was like, this is such a play. <laughs> Oh, oh, like, oh I, I could already... so see it being a play where, like, after like the first that was act, act two, then, yeah, like, act two, they come out and you can tell that they're supposed to be younger because they're wearing like polo shirts and like fancy yes, shorts. But they looked exactly the same, same. exact exactly age, if same. not maybe a little bit older. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the general plot of this movie is that there's two married couples who are best friends, but one of the couples is getting a divorce because the husband has been cheating on the wife. Uh, and mm-hmm. the husband basically had said, like, I hate you. I'm going to divorce you. And the other couple feels almost, like, as betrayed, if not more betrayed, than the wife in the actual marriage feels. And well, right, but they I mean, they've been friends oh, for... Oh, no, like, it's like completely justified. Decade, but over that, a decade. Yeah, that I thought was interesting to look at. Uh Couples in question are Dennis Quaid and Andy McDowell, who are like the nice, stable couple. Gabe and Karen. Gabe and Karen. Gabe and yeah. Karen. And the other couple is Tony Collette and Greg Kinnear, yeah. Beth and something. Beth and Tom. Beth and Tom. <laughs> Beth Great and Tom. Uh, white who people are, Yes. Who are falling apart at the seams. They all are. They all are, yeah. Yes, yeah, so back to the play. Um, the scene, there were several scenes in this play that were actually used as um, scene work in me and Jamie's acting to sophomore year of college class. We, did, we didn't do any of them. We didn't, Neither did our previous guest, Katora Brown. Um, yeah. But we were all privy to watch these I, it was, characters. It was really bizarre watching it and just having total and complete flashbacks and seeing our friends. Also, a weird moment, a weird scene for nineteen-year-olds to. I be was thinking out. about that True. during this because I had um because you know Marymount students will know uh, Jake and Jamie and David Moles were acting too. I had Richard Niles were acting too, who made like a really big point about how he didn't want us to be playing roles that were like too old for us. Mm-hmm. But then he would give us divorce scenes from like other plays. And yeah. I was like, what? But it's like kind of unavoidable. I mean, there's really not a lot of. I mean, you're not going to do this That's as our youth every single. Right. Right. You know, semester. Yeah. If I had to do it, this is our youth scene more than once. I think that I would kill myself. <laughs> I actually love this as our to be honest. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, you can't do it for everything. Yeah. And proof, I guess, is a little... Proof. Oh. I, I, proof. I really prefer this as our youth to proof. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever read all of this as our youth. I, I read told, all I of this as our youth, like, for fun. To. I never did a scene from it, which is... Right, right. The people who did um, one of the, the scenes from Dinner with Friends in my class also did proof... Uh, and this is our youth together in my acting one class. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> I all I all I knew about this play going into it was that, and I'm going to like, I don't know, find some sort of fancy editing trick to edit out her name. But I remember being so annoyed with because she like wouldn't stop talking to me about how she was doing a scene from dinner with friends oh, yeah. and she was like reciting her lines yes, to and me those, I and, noticed she, and she lines. was like the line yeah and she would be like I noticed the that movie. the line was changed yes actually. me yes. too she she would be like she would be like 
you know, like, I'm just saying to him, like, this is not a mere transgression. And this is more than a mere transgression. (laughs) And I and I just remember her telling me, like, in depth about this scene. And I was like, honestly, like, maybe I shouldn't be an acting major because I don't give a fuck about any of my scenes as much as you do about this one. Here's the weird thing with acting school. It's like you like I I love theater, Mm -hmm. but I don't talk about it all the time. And I feel bad for not doing that. And then, because there are the people who do, and it's their entire life, and then you think that you're doing something wrong because they want to talk about it at school and then go home and keep talking about it. But I know I'm not. No, but it tricks you into thinking that. And then I make friends with people in other majors. Yes. But that was smart. I I never did. And you didn't do that. No, that's where I went wrong at Marymount. But now but, we know that you guys were doing it right. Yeah. But no, because also, like, not that I regret that either, but um, there's a balance that I never really, like, I ended up being, like, graduating, and it wasn't like I was graduating high school and going to theater. Like, I was going to the real world, and I had stopped caring right. more than I should have. It right. can be a little bit overwhelming, and part of what I didn't like about theater school was being expected to think that every play was good. Mm. Oh, yeah. I feel like something that I was thinking about during this movie is that I feel like sometimes because something is a play, you're supposed to automatically grant it some sort of intelligence yes. that maybe it doesn't have. More than yeah. a and movie. Where, and when it's like, when it's like, oh, this didn't really make sense, <clears throat> the, the, uh, the sort of impulse is to say, like, well, you're just not reading it correctly. And, and there were so many moments in the movie where I was, like, kind of irked by the acting or the choices mm-hmm. or the dialogue and I was saying to myself well it is a play after all so it's actually yeah. really good acting but like <laughs> I was so irked by the writing <clears throat> at certain yeah. points and I was like is the play better like I don't know right. and then I was like wait like it's just a play like right. doesn't just, mean it's perfect just because it's a play doesn't mean it's good well and most of the um plays we study in theater school are um by yeah. white men yeah, you know, yeah. with a specific lens. Not that they're all bad, but it's Neil like... Neil Labute is not talented. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, Shakespeare is. Shakespeare's great. But we don't know... We don't really know if he was white man. <laughs> we can highly infer that he was. I met Shakespeare. She's black. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new conspiracy show in which we uncover the truth of Shakespeare. Yeah. It better be. Uh, should we talk about the plot? Or yes. like the movie? Yes. So I automatically... My first note is best Tony hair so far. Oh my gosh. Oh yes. Like she has had a weird hair journey throughout the nineties and into the two thousands. She changes hairstyles about as often as she changes accents. Where are you most familiar with Tony from, Jamie? Um, I have never seen Tony Collette in a movie until two days ago. When are I you serious? Her. You never, never saw seen Little Miss Sunshine? Hereditary? Well, you obviously didn't see Hereditary. Little Miss Sunshine, I have seen, which also She's married was to Tom. Greg Kinnear. Yes, in that okay. As well. Yes, really? I knew yeah. he was from that. Okay, I have seen that a long time Did ago, you, you but I never saw, this... saw Hereditary. Well, and I... you don't like horror movies, so no. The Sixth Sense, you also. I've seen The Sixth Sense. She's in that? She was yes. Oscar nominated. She was the mom. Okay. I see. This is why I no, but this is everyone's relationship. This, hap- with her. this happens every time somebody's on okay. the podcast. They're all like, "I've never seen a Tony Collette movie," and, and then they've seen like seven. Did I not okay. convince you to watch United States of Terror? And this is what I was going to bring up: is that you two are the spokespeople for United States of Terror <laughs> in my life, and I have still not watched it because I'm really bad at watching TV. But it's still on my list. You love mental health. 
I, I love mental health and broken families. Oh, yeah. It's Do not really know? like a mental health show. No, right? there's no it's, actual science, but yeah, it's fun. It's a broken family. Do you have Hulu? Um, I just got kicked off of the oh. account that I was sharing, but I'm, I'm working Ooh, on it. You'll find one. Whose account were you on? Um, my boyfriend's mom's friend. <laughs> 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 so we'll no. figure out another way in. I I don't know if I have a Hulu. I do have a Hulu. I'll take yours. Okay. Well, I'll ask Brandon uh, okay, what great. the password is. Anywho. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> on, um, I'm on Josh Noriega. I don't know why I'm calling him that. I'm on Norg's Hulu. Great. I love that. Yeah. Love Norg. Yeah. Um, I just realized that I don't have my own Hulu account. I was like, wait, like, who's Hulu? I knew I was an adult, quote unquote, an adult. I don't have any money. I, I have nothing. But uh, when, when I started paying for TV God. services, because I just tired of the stream of the, the, the footlock. Foot also, I, I only have an iPad, so I can't. Um, a majority of the pop up sites kind of like mm. fuck up my whole thing. Mm. So. Right. Okay, wait, let's talk about the movie. Oh, yeah, so, okay. um, yeah, what do you have to say at the beginning? So, so um, well, going back to the hair, I was shocked by the hair, but I kind of liked it because she was the only character in the entire movie who looked different at any mm. point, which I really liked oh, yeah. because she looked... Like, I feel like her hair really did represent where she was in the journey, and I didn't like that none of the characters change none of them seemed to grow so at the beginning she kind of had like ratty hair in the flashback she had crazy red dyed Uh hair Mm -hmm. and then at the end it was gorgeous and sleeked back because she thought she had her life together and every other character looked the same yeah that was weird direction yeah yeah so i actually although her hair kind of frightened me i do (laughs) like that it went on its own journey you're, you're right. I mean, I took several photos of her in the flashback scene. Yeah, oh my God. It, oh it was God. out of this it world. Was so, it, it was so. She enormous. looked completely insane. You know insane. That, that moment where um, Dennis Quaid asks her what drink she wants and she puts her arms out and she goes, mmm, yes. tonic. And yes. I like lost my mind because it was just so spastic <laughs> and wonderful. And that was one of my favorite parts For of the movie. For our listeners, Jamie just kind of did the work. <laughs> did a little with her dance, hands. yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so going back a bit a little bit to the beginning, uh, tell, blah, 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 blah. telltale sign of a Tony Collette film uh, for you, for mm-hmm. our noob, is her ugly crying moments. Oh, she oh yeah. Had a couple I thought in this it was movie. a pretty weak cry. Well, the beginning, the beginning one was, yeah, but she knew there was another one later. Yeah, yeah she was holding true. it up. But she does really shocking things with her face. Shocking yeah. things, yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of uh, that thing of how... Um, Allegedly, you can tell if somebody's a sociopath if no tears, tears. come out when they're crying. Right. Oh, that she never has tears. That entire first scene, there was no Nothing. moisture anywhere to None. be found. You know what? Does she cry with tears yes. in these movies? Yeah. In other movies? I've definitely seen her. I, I mean, tears. I have too. I don't think she's a sociopath, but I mean, she's <laughs> queen of crying, and I just feel like the most distinctive thing of her Oh, no, because I remember mouth. watching yes, it's this all about. movie and being like shocked by how like unconvincing it was. In the mm. first, uh, the first time that she cried. Okay, I mean, it, was... it literally was just, I, 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 felt like I was the mother to like a toddler, where I was like, "You're not crying." Right. That was your hot take then, because I thought it was. Well, I guess it's just because I was like looking down, you know, Tony cry, and I just missed. <laughs> um, it was because of the placemats. Because she noticed the placemats. What did the yeah. placemats say? This to me was like I really felt for Tony as an actress during that scene because it just 
reminded me of every moment when I was an acting major reading a script and seeing a stage direction that was oh like God. she burst into tears and me just being like fuck my fucking life like no yeah and they give it's all the those worst. to the women too yeah of it's like the men doesn't ever have to burst into tears yeah and it's like uh, uh, and it's like I get it like as an actor you have certain responsibilities you have to like commit yourself to the role whatever but I just hate the concept of like knowing in my head being like okay, the moment where I burst into tears is coming up. I have to, like, build up to something about being so mathematical about right. it like that just yeah. really puts me off. And there are so many other ways to show that she's devastated. emotion and that yeah. she's devastated. Yeah. You know, divorce and infidelity isn't just sobbing. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I don't know. I didn't read the script for that scene. I assume mm-hmm. it says she's, she breaks down. Yeah, I, um, for sure. I was 100% like, I, I could see the script like in yeah. front of me as the scene happened. In our acting class, um, David Mould gave a direction to one of the people in the scene to notice the placemats, mm-hmm. which has been a... <laughs> that was mine and Jake's very running, first like, inside recurring joke. inside joke for yeah. years. We always like notice the placemats. Notice the placemats. Notices the placemats. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they cut that from no, the movie. I okay. I watched this movie twice. I really wanted to be prepared. Oh my god. Oh wow. Um, and he noticed the placemats. Oh, he did. So briefly. In the room, the um, bedroom. No, he walks in. He yells at the dog, and he looks at the table. He opens it. Oh. And he goes, and then he forgets it. And so I noticed it, but I was upset that they didn't make it a bigger deal. Well, because deal. in the play yeah. and the show, they would just have point. one set. You know, he wouldn't be walking through the house. Right. right. She would probably weirdly have them on the bed. Right. <laughs> True. And it was this. Yeah. I think it was this acting class when I learned that adults put their bed in the middle of their room <laughs> and not in the corner. Yes. Because David was like, "Put the bed up against the wall. Why is the bed in the corner? Right. Your right. four blocks that represent your bed. Right." Oh my god. I loved um just so that you all know that I haven't lost faith in our dear Tony. I really, really loved the fight scene. The first fight oh. between Tony and Greg. Do yes. they have another fight? I think that's I, the I, only I, fight. I honestly don't know. That's their I mean, only that's scene the only like fight. together in current I day. I did like it. Jamie is so much more like prepared than I am. I'm like, did they fight again? I don't know. I am glad you think that. Because I don't I'm care. glad you watched the movie twice. I really did. Yeah. Yeah, I really did. Um, I liked their fight. I think I, it, I did too. I think it was pretty good. I think it had a good build. It it, it like became a little much, but I think yeah. that was probably the point. I really liked oh, the, yeah. uh, the back and forth between the two. Yes. He was such a dick. It was very like... Oh, book, book, book. such a dick. Oh, Talking about words. her art. No way. That, that was so me, rude. And it, but also it was, like... Go. It was almost like not natural. Like I almost felt like... Would anyone ever really say that? And maybe it's because, again, we're going back and forth about play versus film so much, but I think there are certain things you can get away with saying in a play that you can't yeah, get away with in definitely. a film. And it was, like, something so horrific. And right. then, like, kill me, kill me. It almost felt too intense and too much to be seeing it, like, so close and so intimate. They really wanted this to feel like it was a play. Because, yeah. like, cause yeah. like, they could have cut so much dialogue, but then there wouldn't really be anything in the movie, which yeah. I, I respect. Right. I feel like... I wasn't a, not a fan of the dialogue and the dramaticness because mm-hmm. these people also use like crazy big words all the time and like they talk right. about food in such a oh, weird I loved way. That. I did like that, like when the, the pomodoro, and then the, the polenta. The polenta, and when she's like, uh, "We got in a fight after that place." Oh, no, 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 never mind. With the height. <sighs> no, what was I saying when they? Oh, when um, 
Andy McDowell. What's her name? Karen? Karen. Karen's like, oh my God, we went to this place together. We love the chicken tikka masala. Yeah. yeah oh my yeah. God. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> like when she's like, I'm getting divorced and she's like, but the chicken. It's so good. Also, who is Andy McDowell? Because I know I've, I've seen her things. I looked, I looked up her filmography right. and it's the weirdest mix of movies and she's like <gasps> she's our next so, subject she's so that actor that everyone has seen her in something like Tony you, yeah but you never like really know yeah. what she's in or I love her weird southern accent too. oh my god she talked like that... she was in a 1970s like Tennessee Williams yes. kind of movie but also at the, the same time saying all these big words showed up about 15 minutes into yes. the movie yes. yeah. saying all these like nice uh I like a southern accent when you're saying, like, when you have good vocabulary. Yeah. Right. Like my mom. Shout out again oh, to Pam. We Shout love Pam. Hi, Pam. Uh, I miss you. She'll text yeah. me about that in two weeks. Something yes, that uh, something that <laughs> confused me in the first, like, act was how Dennis Quaid only kind of opened up when Andy McDowell left the room. After Tony says that, like, he, he's leaving me, blah, 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 blah. And Andy is like, Dennis Quaid, why don't you have anything to contribute? And then she goes upstairs to do something. And then Dennis Quaid just sort of, like, looks at, what was uh, he at, doing? at Tony and is like, how could he do this? I was kind of confused about his entire character a little bit. I couldn't decide or figure out if he was a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah. And, like, was so jittery. what his reasoning I, was. I really anything. liked watching his... Uh, journey. I, I liked it. <laughs> I liked his journey towards realizing that Greg Kinnear was kind of a piece of shit. Yes. Like the scene where he's like getting lunch with him and he's just like, oh, like my travel agent girlfriend. She's so great. You should hang out with us. And mm-hmm. Dennis is like, I don't know. I think the best line of the movie was his. I wrote it down. He goes, some of us try to lose consciousness. Some of us blow up our homes and some of, some of us take up piano. And that was like so, so good. good. Such mm-hmm. a genuine moment. Yeah. And I do like that you saw piano. him go. He did. You saw him go from kind of not having He's just completely in any denial. Of it. Right. In the beginning. But it was right. weird when he when um him and Beth had that moment where she's like, I know you said he should never marry me. I I was like, is there something going on here? There felt like something. I weird. really thought that yeah, I really there was like Sexual tension between Tony and Dennis. Well, yes. and there was that scene in the flashback when, which made no yes. sense to me. That was on one of my talking points. I, I remember it being way more fleshed out in the play, and it made no sense when, to me. In this. So this is when um, Greg Kinnear touches mm-hmm. Andy McDowell's hair. Yeah, in the yeah. flashback. Is that is it fleshed out in the play? Did they have a the thing together? I loved Andy's I reaction to She's that. She's like, "What are you the- doing? Like, what are you doing?" <clears throat> and then just walks away. Yeah. Like, and then, well, perfect. I, I, I like that as a little nuance, but I didn't think that it so, was necessary. So, but why do like why was that happening? I think it was just to show that he's a douchebag. But the the weird yeah. thing is that the point of view of the play is not that he's a douchebag. It's like it's very unobjective, right. but it's written in a way where it definitely sides with. The, right. the the men. Oh, really? You know, I mean, the movie, I feel like. I felt like. Oh, okay. It, the, the movie sides with the men more through the writing, but technically it's objective. Yeah. And I think that right. the women generally in the play are much better communicators. Well, right, but they have their fight, like, um, they have the, well, the women have their fight 
at the end. Oh, where she's like, you want me to be a mess? And that's Hold way on. more dramatic I wrote that, uh, than... that uh, line down. I was yeah. the mess, the dits, the comic relief, which, like, relatable. But also, that was, <laughs> yeah. that, that was the moment where I was like, was I just told that this was a good play? Because yeah. I didn't really see where that was coming. It felt very presentational. It felt very expository when we yeah. were, like, 20 minutes from the end of the play, if that. Right. Yeah, I, I don't, the ending was weird. I didn't really know why. Because she's, like, telling her that, like, you, essentially saying you've been condescending to me for our entire friendship, when that has literally never been the case, like, at all. Right. I guess if you include, like, her talking fancily about food and their travels all the time. Yeah, but that's just, like, who she is. Yeah, It doesn't yeah, have anything yeah. to do with Tony. And there's so, and especially because there's so many scenes that Tony is not in. Where mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid is talking shit about Tony and Andy is like coming to her defense. Right. Yeah. Like, no, she's Where actually a really great artist. Yeah, it's, so, it, yeah. it was super unjustified. I think we should lead that into the flashback because that was, I thought that was the best part of the movie was I that like that, 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Because it, they were all more fun. It's like, I'm just saying for our listeners who haven't seen oh, it. Oh, yeah. There, there's, a, there's a flashback that comprises the second act of the movie slash play. It basically just goes back to um, Andy McDowell and Dennis Quaid's honeymoon where they introduced Tony Collette to Greg Kinnear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're and at Martha's it. Vineyard. And then they, um, they're like very horny for each other. So horny. Everybody is so horny. Tony so horny. has this insane, she, so we already said she looked insane, but I kind of want to describe how she looked. Uh, I took a lot of pictures. So she, her oh hair gosh. is completely on end. Um, Can I see again? It's red. It's so good. It's like red. So it's like it, what does it look like? Like there was like, like so she she has a bunch of like tiny little ponytails. Like, it looks like there's ponytails, up, but right? yeah, but there's no um, visible Scrunchy. like scrunchies. Yeah, <laughs> it just looks heavily teased. Like she just but in like a thousand directions. <laughs> She's also wearing like a big She's oversized got crazy eyes. like denim yeah. like painter shirt. Oh, this is my, this is the move. Yeah, that's, that's the I dance move. I went the back. the yes. alcohol dance move. My favorite <laughs> part of the flashback is when uh, Greg tries to look at Tony's oh like paintings which have been established it's just watercolors of like people on the beach right. and she like right. grabs it and she's like it's private it's like bitch you went to a beach and painted no. like some people standing i actually i'm going to be a oh, devil's advocate with that i'm so private i'm not claiming to be an expressionist artist <laughs> but i never let anybody see what i draw oh you know you know what also I, I think it was Tony being super, super private about it combined with the fact that Dennis Quaid had just referred to it as neo-psychotic. Yeah. Right. When it was literally, like, the most straightforward, like, normal-ass thing. Right, but it still feels ever... personal. It is personal, but it was very strange to see Dennis Quaid, first of all, talk about it as if, like, she was Yoko Ono. Right. Mm. And but then... she thought she was. She really thought that she was Yoko Ono. And I wrote down the every single line she said in that scene. Um, <laughs> she says... <laughs> Sharing what, well, first of all, Greg Kinnear says, what kind of art do you do? She says, I hate labels. And then she goes, and then he's like, what kind? And she goes, do you know art? (laughs) And then she goes, sharing one's art comes with trust. It's a gift. I never share my art on the first date. And I'm like, I like that. I feel the same. Not that I... I think that maybe because I'm, like, not a visual artist. I was very, like, not a... I think... 
sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I I, I I was like, I don't see the big deal. One, now that I think about it, if I had just met somebody and they asked to read something that I had written, yeah. I'd be like, what are you talking about? And I think what, for me, what it comes down to is that makes sense, not wanting to share art, but everything was so high stakes that it didn't feel justified. Like she got so mad oh, and yeah. Dennis Quaid was so yeah. judgmental and it was like so to the extreme. Yeah, and if he'd already shown, like, kind of a disinterest in her art before, then I feel like she wouldn't want to show it to his friend. Right. You know? Right. Oh, that that does make sense. And I I also, I'm going to take the other side and say that, yeah, it wasn't (laughs) that good. And it was just (laughs) making people on watercolor beach. Yes. And at the end, she's just painting, like, an abstract thing. I know. Yeah, I really liked her art at but the end. But Tony to always plays visual artists. She really does. Oh, I also liked uh, before Tony and Greg show up, uh, one of the characters, either Dennis or Andy. So I was like, there's no harm in introducing them. What's the worst that could happen? I was like, I, I, I was like, cut that line. It's too on the nose. It's too Flash much. Flash forward 12 years. Like. And they all have annoying kids, And too. he's literally saying... One of them is a kid from Two and a Half Men. I know. Yeah. Really? I saw his name uh-huh. in the credits. I saw it in That's IMDb, yeah. I also love that at the end of the movie, Dennis Quaid refers to how his kids build the Legos and then they knock it down, and this it's this big metaphor. But they showed that exact situation in the opening like montage of the kids building the Legos and knocking oh, it they down. Did. So it's almost like... They thought the audience wouldn't get the mon- like get the oh, metaphor unless they God. showed oh. you literally them doing exactly which that. You, yes, which you saw upon rewatch, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I did. See? <laughs> um, so the reason that they actually even get together is because actually initially she, I don't think she should have gotten together with him because she was like, oh my God, I do remember you from the wedding. I do. Um, you were with a girl. She was really cool. Why'd you break up with her? Yeah. And yeah. then the only reason they get together is because she cuts herself cutting shallots. And then he sexily puts a Band-Aid on her finger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do, like, I do so relate to that, uh, not, well, I do relate to cutting myself, but that's on purpose. I relate to um, the, I, I did buy that moment that they had where as he's, like, giving her the Band-Aid, they sort of talk shit lovingly about their own friends. Right. When, yeah. he, when he's like, oh, like, they're always making people feel, like... Incompetent. In, incompetent. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, oh, like, that that sort of uh, moment of, like, we shared something so between I, I us. So I guess the question is, that. is the only thing they really had in common... Hating their friends. Hating their friends <laughs> and the foursome and then, like, you know, without right, that... Right, because they probably... One of the only things they actually had fun to doing together was yeah. shit-talking Karen and right. Gabe. Right, yeah. And their foodiness. And right. Right. I think that yeah, I think that it um and now that and now that it's framed like that, the idea that Tony and Greg only had um their relationship with the other couple to fall back on with themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. But the fact that the other couple, Andy and Dennis, already had a foundation of stability before that came into the picture, and that's why they end up it's implied mm-hmm. like that, that that they're like good to go at the end like they stay together and i do yeah. love how the juxtaposition of each relationship furthers yeah the other and re- like yeah. the parallel was really nice to see how one ends up and how the other can end up and i i i loved the last scene of the movie oh i adored just it just between andy and dennis and 
like them making the decision to not end up like uh, Beth and Tom and like bringing back them like joking and him you know scaring her as right. his yeah. like thing. I creepy. really, 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 I know, it, oh but God, I really so liked. So creepy, but also so it was cute. so cute. It was yeah. so I was cute. laying there. Like, I had the biggest smile on my face during that scene. Like, That's like my <laughs> shit. Yeah, like. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's straight shit. I was yeah. I was about to say <laughs> yeah. Just, it is. You you just don't know what it's like to be in a relationship with somebody of with another a scary of, of another straight gender. man. I finished and I was like, oh, mad. I love you. I was just like in the best mood. Did you I was watch like, it with you? I was like, that no, is he was what it's video like. games as I watched. <laughs> <laughs> Made him turn it off. <laughs> I was like, that is what it's like to be in a relationship with a man as a woman. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That is what it's like to be in a relationship with somebody when your societal statuses are fundamentally unequal. <laughs> they scare you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Purpose. They establish um, the dominance. Um, yeah. Actually, I kind of hate the last, like, third of the story. I think it's boring. Oh, really? That was my favorite yeah. part. I just, no, I wanted, like, another, I, I loved mean, Dennis's realization. I loved, Yeah, like, no, I liked the beats. You know what it is? I, I love Dennis in the last third of the movie. I liked the beats of it, but I really just felt like for a play, too, I would, like, want them all together one more time. It is interesting. It is interesting that they were never all four together in, in present time. Never, yeah. Which would have been cool, and which I remember happening in the play, but maybe really? I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe their conversations no. and the lunch thing was like at the same venue, but they weren't. There wasn't enough. Like, I don't know. That's right. that's what I felt yeah. could have happened. But yeah. Who knows. I mean, I like that they moved on. I like that Tony moved on. She seemed really cute and really happy. Yeah. But, is, but it, also, is it real? Yeah, no. I, Getting engaged like three months after meeting somebody. Please. And also the fact that they, she had an affair with him. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, Actually, I honestly was for it. I loved the whole but, thing. <laughs> but that so frustrates me because how dare she Get be so, so mad pissed when she did cheating. the same thing to him 10 years yeah. ago. To well, me, like, Yeah, and the fact speaking, that he never mentioned it. Yeah, the right. fact that, like, in the first third of the play, I thought that there was such undue importance placed on the fact that he cheated on her, to be honest. Mm. That, to me, was n- not nearly as important as him being, like, I never loved you. You're everything I don't want in a way. Right. Like, That's your art so sucks. Like, just all of, like, there were so many other ways that he was so cruel to her that had nothing to do with the fact that he was cheating. And that's why I was so mad at Dennis in the beginning during the, this is not a mere transgression scene, where he's like, wait, are you saying that if I made oh a mistake my God. one time oh my God. and slept with a random girl once, you would leave me? And she's like, yeah. She's like, yeah. And he's like, Wow. Like, I'm glad I know where you stand. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're married. is that what you yeah. said at the yeah. altar? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But also, like, during that scene, I was like, I, I was like, I don't give a fuck about the fact that he cheated. Like, he's so mean to her. Like, he, like, yeah. like, he hates her. But well, and also, she, yeah. She apparently is awful to him, which I wish we saw that more because he keeps saying she sucked the life out of me. She didn't listen to she me. Didn't she didn't touch me, me forever. Right. Like, he which, never... She never touched, she stopped touching him. I kind of, at the end, really hated both of them equally. Like, I I didn't think one was better than the other because they were both painted so negatively by the other. It was weird. Yeah. I guess that could be the point, but I just wish there was one more scene where they 
like maybe halfway through their marriage, like a different flashback. I mean, I don't right. want it to be yes. longer, but I just feel like they were unpacking so much, but we didn't know. There was still so there was much no missing. context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was happy for her. Maybe I'm delusional. I was happy for her because she's just so good at acting. She made me. She convinced me that I was happy yeah, she was her. like she was really cute. in a better place. Yeah. I was happy for her hair. Oh, and she was, was wearing so like a black cocktail dress, and, and then Andy McDowell's oh, wearing like so a weird good. turtleneck. But she was oh, wearing... Andy McDowell was so gorgeous the entire movie. I yeah, but like, why was she wearing that? Every time she was on screen, I was just like, I'm in love with you. Dinner with. With Dinner with Andy. sexual reawakenings. Yeah. Yeah. No, truly watching this movie, I was like, I'm not a heterosexual. <laughs> See, I am. I have a fat crush on Dennis Quaid, so. A fat one? Me fat too. One. No, he's the entire trap. Trap. He's, yeah. It yes. was done. I just realized when I got here today that he's Parent Trap too. I mean, I know that I know yeah, who he is, shame. but it's just like. No, I was he, in love with Dennis Quaid and Andy McDowell in this movie. I, I thought he like, overacted yeah. in this movie. Okay. I really do. By, like, so much. He overacted so it much. Was he, he was acting like a, but so the did play. Everybody. But he I, was doing the was. play version. I felt like not the movie. Here's version. my question: Is why is it that it seems that all made-for TV movies like feel the same? Why are they all yeah. overacted? Like, what's the difference? Is it budget? Is it editing? Like, why do they all seem so? That's so dramatic. True. Well, I think maybe also... like I maybe TV <clears throat> movies are just like rushed more. Yeah, and uh, have like a. Soap I don't know if it's vibe. still like that though. I feel like now that we're at peak TV or whatever. I oh yeah, like but this I feel is, like current I feel like the majority day made for TV movies are like not like the same. No, as... I mean they're not as good as this. I mean they're not like <laughs> life. I mean I think about like Lifetime. Oh. I feel like HBO. Yeah. Is... Well, no, like Lifetime made for TV movies and HBO made for TV movies are like so. Right, but I feel like the made for TV aesthetic nowadays is like a Lifetime movie, whereas like because yeah. uh, everything is made for TV now. Like like Netflix right. makes and movies HBO is and yeah, that's TV true. shows. It's HBO. HBO is HBO. So maybe I mean, it, was the, it was more so the <laughs> more so the the time. Like 2000 was a long time ago. Like I feel like yeah. film has that's come true. a long way. I'm excited for this podcast to move into the post 9/11 era. Oh well, next yeah. the next one we do is post 9/11. Yeah. Technically, even though there's a shot Crazy. of the twin towers in it. Yeah. I'll talk about that. Um, so yeah, are we anything else to say about the plot? I just think it's interesting that I hated all the characters. <laughs> I think they all sucked. I think they all had such big flaws, and there were very yeah. few redeeming qualities yeah. for any of them. Which I really, I loved. Uh, I feel like something that this movie and our next movie, Changing Lanes, which we're recording in like 20 minutes but releasing a week after this, is... Like, I feel like that both of these movies are really, like, about... Some, like, I can really latch on to what the theme the is. The theme, yeah. Right. I feel like this is fundamentally about confronting the things you don't like about somebody you love. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. realizing that the people you love and have chosen to be your family kind of suck. That was an interesting point, too, when she talked about, like, she was like, I spent 20 years... Andy McDowell, she was like, I spent 20 years getting away from my... Um, <laughs> My family that had me, and then the family I made for myself, which is a very like queer sensibility, man, yeah. which is yeah. very interesting. Based on this movie being very, I saw many letterbox mm. reviews saying um, that Dennis Quaid and Greg Kinnear were gay for each other uh, in this movie, <laughs> which I feel like is something that a straight person it is. watching. It <laughs> yeah. But no, it's just interesting because like there's the whole notion of like chosen family, right? And that these like forty somethings were having their friend, their first ever, I guess 
friend loss. Yeah. yeah Listen, that's you guys. True. That is weird. Everyone in this room has lost oh, at least one very can, close friend. We, the three of us could write oh, novels. We could Multiple talk. arc uh, TV movie. Yeah, so, but I do <laughs> like this topic um, uh, in a movie of losing friends because mm-hmm. it's very, um, I don't know, it's real, it's relatable to me. I use the word relatable. Uh, Jerry hates that. But no, I, uh, I just think every year someone new disappoints me and it's not like for better or for worse because it's like I feel like I'm of the mindset that like be happy for the relationship you had while it was happening right. I think yeah. that Beth and no Garen and Gabe can learn from that like you know you know it may suck how friendship ends sometimes but like at least the memories are there and yeah and, I, and everything there's is no like burnout right. experience. I do like I do feel like they came to a happy place at the end mm-hmm. where they were like I realized I, I don't like them anymore yeah like he yeah. said that he's like I was looking at him and oh, I didn't I like him that. anymore and a relationship has to evolve and if yeah. it doesn't evolve and it, it's not if it's not meant to evolve then it probably it won't like it won't. If, if you can't like if you can't carry something, someone into a different like phase of your life, transition into another. That's yeah. fine. Right. I mean, yeah, I prefer there be no bad blood, but like if there is, then that's usually not, yeah. and it's usually not my fault. I'm going <laughs> and I really hope that oh, if you're listening out there, you know Ooh, who you are. I really hope that the friends that I've lost are listening to this, and they're like, "Is this about me?" It's I hope about mine you. aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it. No, we don't need it. No, we don't. Well, I would love the download numbers. The PR. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. I want, Our lost I, friends can listen. I want to be podcast. I only famous. want my lost friends to reach out to I me. I want to do a I'm show on, at like, the Bell House. When I'm on like Ellen. Yeah. Someday. Oh, and like yeah. she's like, so I, tell me about all the friends you've lost. <laughs> and then the friends you've lost sneak up Pop out of a you. box <laughs> next to me. <laughs> Ellen strokes her gray beard. And oh my God. I, I today came so close to um, texting one of the friends who mm. we've lost. I'm going to put in a pause and then say their name. And oh, then... Brandon told me about oh, this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need to know because who. I truly, Because I truly just forgot that, like, we had stopped being oh, friends. Oh, that's awful. That is so upsetting. Because I saw something that, like, reminded me yeah. of her. And I was like, wait, that happened to me very recently with someone yeah but yeah it's crazy this is the most gemini episode <laughs> I know. do you ever see no, yeah you like think about like oh this would be really funny for um this person so to hear yeah i don't know maybe yeah I, I don't accidentally do that though maybe i just constantly think about my feuds and yeah. so i never but to bring it back to the movie i do like that they kind of process that in s- semi a human yeah. way where it, they were, it was almost personal. They were like, you can't get divorced because that affects me. Right. Like this, yeah. this messes up us up. Like Our you, families. You made a vow, and Dennis says mm-hmm. that. You made a vow to me, to us, yeah. for us to grow old Which together. Which I so, I was like, yes. I did it's that. It's so true. I had a front yeah. porch, you know, like how to go to a mother. How to have met your mother. They, they like, <laughs> which, why did I watch that show? Um, they. So good. It, it was. It was so good. But they talk about, like, front porch friendships. Yeah. Yes. And... Like, I'm always, I was like that with some of my friends. I'm just like, oh, my God, like, we could totally hang out forever. And, you know, this wasn't necessarily a bad blood thing, but, like, stuff fizzles out, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. do I, I even want to be on the front porch with you when I'm 80? Right. Not really. Oh, yeah, like, we won't have anything to talk about. Yeah, well, I like, remember, you can only so long you can talk about high school. Yeah. Right. I remember in college you, like, telling me all the friends who were going to sing at your wedding one oh, day. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, and, like, what songs <laughs> they would sing. Uh, okay, well... 
That's changed. <laughs> but it was still a fun thing to think about. When I'm, I didn't have I'm still going to do Over the Moon. Oh, was that on there? No, I just decided. Can it. I sing Wind Beneath My Wings? I don't even know that song. It's good. L- listen to it. No, you have to sing um, the one that got away. <laughs> oh, my God. About no, me. No, that is a good thing to talk about with sophomore year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we that was sophomore that. year. That's how we met, too. Yeah, yeah. We met a lot of ways. Is yeah. this a story to tell on the podcast or offline? We, just, yeah, sure. we would just sit at the, the one apartment that anyone would go to sophomore year. Oh we would God. sit on the couch and just listen to Katy Perry, the one that got away, and, and cry about our exes. Not even exes for me. It was like someone in high school I had a crush on. But yeah. you had an actual ex, so I just like pretended <laughs> that I like, knew how that felt. We, every, every party, we would find ourselves there just talking about Katy Perry songs. Yeah, oh she's God. problematic today. Yeah, I do not like yeah. her. Did you hear what she did? No. Some guy. Oh who, wait, yes, did I did see this today. Yeah. This guy who was in the teenage dream video like came forward saying she, how shitty she is and like how she like basically sexually, sexually harassed him yeah. at a party and like was so rude to him off camera and like. I believe it. I'm not um, a fan. No, she's definitely problematic. Mm-hmm. But like. Yeah. <sighs> okay, wait. Do we want to get to awards? Oh yes. yes. <laughs> okay, so here on the Tony Awards, uh, we deliver uh, three words we delivered three words to each and every movie yes. the first one being best prop uh, so let's go around and say what our best prop is Jamie you go first yes please um by far the almond polenta cake oh the yeah best prop because but it was they... it was pre-cut and it they were all perfectly the same size and the way it like flopped onto the table it was both exciting and disturbing. Now, <laughs> is polenta like cheese? I have no I idea. I think polenta is. It's always like in my rice. house. I've had polenta in yeah. a. Um, it's like couscous. If she found okay. out there was rice. My in best prop uh, was. Uh, well, I already talked about Tony's art being allegedly psychotic mm. when it was Neo-psychotic. just. Neo psychotic. When it was just watercolors. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jake. I love that. Um, my best prop was the um, the vocabulary of the film, um, where it's like transgression, stringent, amorous, amorous, and cavorting. Cavorting. When did they say that? Tony, when she per- first comes in in the flashback, and she's like, "Oh, oh yeah." There were people, and they were cavorting in the clay yeah. and the terracotta. <laughs> the terracotta. I swear like, they oh. shine. <laughs> yes, that was great. So yeah, okay. that was the words. My uh, I like that. <laughs> Our next award is the Tony Award for the best Tony moment. Uh, Jake, do you want to go first with that? Yeah, sure. Um, at the risk of taking your moment, I mm-hmm. uh, did choose the Roman tonic. Okay, that was my runner-up. Okay, great. Ooh, yeah, yours. great. Uh, I'm my, glad my, that you're on the same. When she just when he's like, "What do you want? White or red?" and she goes. God. And he's like, Roman Tonic. And she's like, yes, yes Roman Tonic. I'm like, people listening don't need to watch the full movie, but they must watch that one <laughs> part because it's amazing. Um, my winner, Ding Ding, Chicken mm-hmm. Dinner, was actually her crying while painting. Even that though, was my runner up. Oh, my God, Jake. <laughs> oh. Um, because even though her crying did scare me a little bit, I did think it was, like, so genuine. And each time I watched it, I, like, had a frown on my face and it broke my heart because it felt very, like, unhinged mm-hmm. and very upset and, like, much more genuine than um, the first breakdown she had. Yeah. I did actually really like it and her, like, beating up the paint. I thought it was, like, a 
a very human moment. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, my best Tony moment was during her fight with Greg when he's telling her that she missed the signs and she just goes like, what signs? Like, what were you saying? Was it at a frequency that only small dogs could hear? Another that line impression. that I pictured from acting too. Yes. I, the, during that line. Were I was, they that human ears could hear or could only the dogs in the neighborhood hear it? Oh my so, God, wow. You just scalped just me come, with that Yeah, line. did it just come Who back? That? The only one I remembered is the mere transgression line. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and now we move on to custom awards. Jamie, what was your custom award? Okay, my custom award was the best Dennis Quaid moment. Quaidisms, as <laughs> you will. Um, and I had a bunch, but the one I picked. All right, I'm gonna say my runner-up is when both of them didn't flush the toilet when they peed in the end. You gotta save water. Neither of them flushed the toilet. It was bizarre. <laughs> you um, mean the urinal? Yes. I think you just gotta save water. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my favorite Dennis Quaid moment was during the first scene especially he was overacting a lot and a lot with his hands uh-huh. and when he's oh, yeah. yelling upstairs to the kids with the tape Ugh. and she's like won't you go up I hate it when you shout back and forth and he's like has his hands on his hips and he's like flailing his arms around and he goes okay I'll go up <laughs> it was like very dramatic and it was, really incredible it was so upper middle class yes okay I'll go up <laughs> it's amazing so that's my Tony award your quaidism so yeah uh, mine was worst reason to get divorced it goes to <laughs> your wife's art sucks yes good I mean if there's enough of it if there's enough bad art enough bad art becomes a reason you gotta reason. go I get it mm. Uh, my <laughs> custom award is the two, early 2000s award for heterosexuality. <laughs> nice. In film. Beautiful. Yep. This, yes. Okay. We have reached the end of our podcast, <laughs> but before we move on to plugs, uh, we have another segment oh, called Is It Better Than Clock Watchers with Jake. So, Jake, was this better than Clock Watchers, yes or no? You know what? It's not. It's like. No, it's not. <laughs> but I liked it. Yeah. I did. Cool. Uh, <laughs> okay, now we're on to plugs. Uh, we're going to link to everybody's Twitters and Instagrams in the show notes. But does anybody have anything they want to promote? Any new media, artistic endeavors, any personal news? Oh, um. I have HPV. Nice. Let's drink to that. All adventurous Woo! women do. Love that. Sorry. Um, I have a new web series out. Yeah, you do. Oh, my God. It's called End of Day. You can find it on YouTube. Search End of Day or Parent Productions. Nice. Four episodes. Would love a nice watch. Four. Four. Cool. That's so easy to watch. Easy to watch. 20 minutes each. In and out. Make yourself Sam has a web series as well. That hasn't come out yet. Great. And will not be out by the time this gets released. Uh, but mine and Jake's improv team oh, yeah. just started an Instagram account. You can follow us at Tight Principles. And if you come to one of our shows, we'll shout you out on our story. With Yay. a photo of you. Yeah. So uh, now we have reached the true, true end of the podcast. Let's all go around the room and say something we don't like about somebody we love. Just kidding. Bye. <laughs> love you. Love you. Love you.